Greetings and salutations. This is Jeremy Jimenez with your NXT 2.0 recap here on the Whole Heffin Show. This week we recap the episode from September 28th, which is the third episode of 2.0 NXT. So this episode started off with Hit Row coming to the ring, doing an opening promo, going over some of the big matches for the card, including the main event, which was women's title match Raquel Gonzalez versus Frankie Monet, the women's tag title match between um, Toxic Attraction and the champions Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. They touched on the Cruiserweight Championship match between um, Roderick Strong and Grayson Waller. And indicated that today is ladies' night. And that their woman, B-Fab, was about to have a match with the Garota of Fantasmas, Electra Lopez. That match kicked off the show. And um, for considering the lack of experience in the ring, it could have been worse. It really wasn't that good. But they beat each other up with... <laughs> Your prerequisite weapons, your chairs, um, table, kendo stick. Um, Electra Lopez eventually won the match, hitting her um, like scoop powerbomb type finisher that she has. And that was, I think that was the right move. Judging what happened with um, the draft on SmackDown, with Hit Row getting drafted to SmackDown, long term that was the right move as well. And then that ended, and then we started with the first of two recaps of the Index Honeymoon, which featured um, Johnny Gargano putting a shark fin on his head and scaring Indy and Dexter Loomis back to their hotel room. Um, it's better to watch it. It's pretty funny. And then we got um, a cut to the back showing Joe Gacy. And then um, after commercial, he's in the ring. He cuts a promo, basically doubling down on his um, his character that he debuted last week. With his um, talking about safe spaces and conflict resolution and all that goofy stuff. Which I still think this character is supposed to be um, what a right winger thinks the woke left is. But uh, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see it develop in the next few weeks. I mean, Jace Gacy's got the goods in the ring. But how he develops the character going forward, we'll see. Um, then we get our second match, which features Zion Quinn, who was featured in a backstage segment last week, going up against Oni Lorkin. Um, this was a pretty quick squash win for Zion Quinn. Um, using Tito Santana's old flying forearm as a finisher, I think that's more of a setup move now, but I could, I can digress, I mean... You have Orange Cassidy over in AEW using a very similar move, calling it the Orange Punch. Roman Reigns uses the uh, Superman Punch for a setup. So it's not that different. As for Oni Lorkin, 
I'm not sure what the future holds for him. He's definitely the old guard of NXT. He's now a former tag team champion. I'm not sure what's going on with Danny Burch. I saw a rumor that he might be getting released, but I saw nothing to substantiate that. So to the best of my knowledge, he's still with the company. Um, I can see him working with um, going over to NXT UK and working things out over there. Um, as for Oni, well, we'll see what happens. Maybe he gets drafted to Raw. Maybe he gets released. Who knows? Um, anyway, after this match, they do a backstage vignette with um, Grayson Waller. Actually, no, this was just a regular vignette. Grayson Waller um, indicating that he's kind of a daredevil, thrill-seeker type. Changed his hair up a little bit. And then we went to another... Um, or um, they started playing MSK's music, and they're coming out. And then we went to another commercial. Then we came back from commercial, MSK's in the ring, and they started cutting a promo. Basically saying that um, they're the top team in NXT UK, and they still have things they want to accomplish. Uh, promo gets interrupted first by the grizzled young veterans, who we need to see more of. And I still think, I've been thinking this for six months, the grizzled young veterans will eventually be the ones to dethrone MSK. But there are new challengers now including uh, Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams, who came out and interrupted Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, another thing with Grizzled Young Veterans is they got James Drake talking now, and I'm not used to that. Um, Zach, Zach Gibson is still the primary talker of the group, but James Drake talking every once in a while, it kind of, I guess, it, it throws... Um, a fly in the grizzled young veteran's ointment there because um gibson is the one who's known for being the linguist of the group and always has been even going back to progress and the british wrestling scene but um either way um trick williams and carmel hayes when they come out grizzled young veterans start talking like they can't understand them and then um Another team comes out, um, Josh Briggs and uh, Brooks Jensen. And Zach Gibson also remarks he can't really understand them, that nobody speaks English here. Um, it ends up in a big brawl, and this is all to set up next week's, um, next week an eight-man tag with um, Grizzleville Veterans and Carmelo and Trick going against um, Briggs and Jensen and MSK. I guess they're trying to um, establish a pecking order for the tag team division, which is fine. MSK has shown they can hang with anybody, so the former rascals keep doing their thing. I'm not complaining. And then um, you know, next people to come out is um, Toxic Attraction. They come out. For their match, it cuts off to a prom, um, to a commercial, and then we had what I thought was the best match of the night, which was Toxic Attraction going up against Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. Um, these teams work very well. I noticed a lot of chain wrestling with between Zoe Stark and um, J.C. Jane, and this match really did a good job of showing how good 
J.C. Jane is potentially going to be. Um, we Anyone who's followed Gigi Dolan's career from her days as Priscilla Kelly knows how good she is. Io Shirai speaks for herself. Joey Starks has been turning heads since she came into NXT earlier this year. So this turned out to be good stuff. Um, finish keen with Io Shirai hitting the um, moonsault on J.C. Jane. As Zoe Stark was facing, was staring down Mandy Rose to stop her from um, interfering. And the titles were retained, which I thought was a bit of a surprise, but that's okay. I thought it was a surprise because I desperately want Io Shirai to move up to the main roster. She still may, but as of right now, she's still in NXT. This uh, was a two-segment match. I was fine with it. After that, they had um, a vignette with Braun Breaker. Um, and he is declaring that he wants the NXT championship and that he's not a patient man. And that's fine. And, um, I mean, he's been impressive these last two weeks. He seems to be... The one person that has debuted that everyone seems to be very interested in. Either you're complaining about him not using the Steiner name, or you're just, whoa, this guy's got some skills. And he does. Um, anyway, they cut through a commercial after that. Um, then they um, come out with um, Boa and Mei Ying coming out for the Tian Sha, which is still going on. And that's, um, during their entrance, they do a quote-unquote FaceTime with Tommaso Ciampa, who basically says that Braun Breaker better watch what he is asking for when it comes to a title shot, and that he will drown in the deep waters if he goes after him. It is what it is. Um, Boa's out for his match. He's going against Andre Chase, which he has, um, goofy college-type music now. Gucci College Band music. It is what it is. Um, decent match between the two of them, but um, the finish came with um, Mei Ying spraying smoke or something of that nature to, into Andre Chase's face in the outside. He rolls into the ring, and Boa hits his, um, I guess, almost like a diving reverse DDT finisher. Which, hey, he has a finisher. I didn't know. So... Boa gets this win. Then they go to part two of the Index Honeymoon, which is um, hotel shenanigans, ending with um, Johnny Gargano breaking into Indy and Dexter's hotel room, finding condoms in the um, suitcase. Then they come; they're coming back into the room. He hides in the closet. They have like a pillow fight and it sounds like they're doing other stuff. You know what it is. Then they quote unquote go to bed. Johnny tries to sneak out. Dexter sees him. Gives him a thumbs up. Pulls out the the um, packs of condoms. Let's him know all is well. <laughs> then we go to commercial again. After we come back from commercial, um, we get the sleeper match of the night, which was Roderick Strong facing Grayson Waller. Um, this was a two-segment match. Um, these guys 
work very well together, even though I think it was kind of um, Roddy carrying Mr. Waller. But Waller definitely held his own. Um, match ended with Roddy catching Waller with a um, with a knee strike and getting the one two three. Not, um, I mean Roddy just won the title last week, and Grayson establishes himself as a viable contender. So. That's fine. Um, Diamond Mine doesn't do anything too crazy in this match. Um, and then um, they cut to a backstage promo with L.A. Knight talking, um, indicating that he challenged Odyssey Jones to a match next week. And Odyssey Jones um, comes into the picture. Some talking back and forth. Andre Chase walks by, um, complaining about cheating in his match. And then um, L.A. Knight takes advantage of the distraction and jumps Odyssey Jones, beats him down, setting up a match for next week. Then um, there's a, I think there was a commercial after that, and they, or no, this is a um, vignette for Dante Chen, who debuted last week. And then they cut from that to um, a backstage interview with Cora Jade and Trey Baxter. And they indicate that Cora Jade is going to have a match next week. Hopefully a match she will win. Um, the former Elena Black, I think, has a lot of potential. But we'll see how things go. Then um, they cut to um commercial after this, and then they come back with a new segment called Lashing Out with Lash Legend. Now, they mentioned this last week. I had no idea who Lash Legend was. Apparently, she's the WNBA player they signed last year, which is fine. She does a, um, this is a pre-taped segment. Um, it comes off very much like the Wendy Williams show, or like one of those, um, celebrity gossip shows and they they, they she brings up the Cora Jade Trey Baxter things indicating Cora Jade should find a real man and she shows a picture of Ikeman Jiro and they do a little flashback to last week when they were, she was showing off his jackets I still think they might have something with Jiro we'll see how it goes he's either going to be stuck in 24-7 limbo or he might actually get somewhere but I think that's the kind of gimmick that'll probably get over like Rover in NXT and is up in the air in the main roster. We'll see. Either way, we next had a match with Ridge Holland going against Kyle O'Reilly. This was um, a fairly quick match. I think it was one segment. Um, ending came with um, Pete Dunn jumping on the apron and Kyle O'Reilly manipulating Dunn and Ridge Holland to crash into each other and him rolling Holland up for the one, two, three. Um, not a big fan of Holland eating another loss, but it does further the feud. And it also establishes a new ally for Kyle O'Reilly. He, he was getting jumped by Holland and Dunn. Um, Von Wagner came out from the back to help out Kyle O'Reilly. Which is fine. Um, a lot of things fine. But there's a lot of, like, sit back and let's see what happens as, as the weeks go on. But Von Wagner, he really didn't um, impress me too much in that foil four-way match. 
but establishing them with Kyle O'Reilly and have potentially having matches with Pete Dunne will only help him. And then we get to the um, main event. There's another um, vignette for Tony D'Angelo that plays. He's going to be debuting next week, apparently. I'll be interested to see how good he is, considering how many vignettes they've done for him so far. But um, they had a another um, introduction for Raquel Gonzalez, get interrupted by um, commercial break. And then we come back in the commercial. Frankie Monet is already in the ring. And it's becoming quite apparent that they're running low on time. And the way this match developed, it was definitely, they definitely looked like they rushed some spots in it. But either way, um, Raquel Gonzalez winds up retaining the title. So all titles were retained here. No titles changed hands. Um, and after that, um, Toxic Attraction came out jumped Frankie Rene and the rest of the Robert Stone brand and then jumped into the ring. They kind of surrounded um, the ring very much like the Shield used to do. And then um, Raquel threw the, NX, the women's title at Gigi Dolan and we found out later on um, social media that she got Dolan good and Dolan had a nice gash in her head. But either way, that didn't stop her from doing what she, um, her part in the Raquel beatdown that followed. So and then the um, Toxic Attraction beats down Raquel Gonzalez, and then Mandy Rose holds the women's title up, indicating that she's going to go for it next. And that's where the show ended. Um, as for thoughts on that, um, I don't mind Mandy Rose challenging for the title, but I do not want her to win it. Um, I think that would be a step back for the NXT women's division. Um, as for what happens with Frank Monet going forward, not entirely sure. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday, so Raw hasn't happened, so we don't have the draft complete yet. So, I don't know if she's going to be drafted anywhere or if she stays on NXT. But time will tell. Um, Toxic Attraction ending the show on top is perfectly fine by me. Considering that um, it looks like they're going to be a main focal point going forward. So, no, no, no issues there. Um... They all looked great in the ring, especially um, J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan. Um, build that team up. The, I think they're going to be the ones to dethrone um, Zowie and Io when the time comes. So keep that up. And other than that, I really don't have a problem with where they're going with Toxic Attraction. We'll see how things develop with everyone everyone else. Um... I do know that um, SmackDown drafted um, Hit Row and Austin Theory and Aaliyah. Austin Theory and Aaliyah have been pretty much off TV for the last few weeks and touring with um, the main roster. So that was kind of known it was happening. There's others that are touring with the main roster like Dakota Kai. Um, we'll see if they get drafted on Monday. Um, or... Something else 
somebody else randomly could get drafted, like a Frankie Monet or even like a Raquel Gonzalez. Um, but other than that, we'll see um, what happens in the coming weeks as the draft happens and the fallout ha- fallout from that goes through. Um, draft officially takes effect after Crown Jewel happens. Hey, I didn't call it the Blood Money pay-per-view. <laughs> but, yeah. Either way, there's going to be a lot of changes in the coming weeks throughout WWE, not just in NXT. So we've got to keep our eyes open and see how things shake out. By the end of the month, we should have a very much better idea of what, where things are going, and hopefully we'll be building towards war games by then. But other than that, this has been your NXT recap. My name is Jeremy Jimenez. Remember, keep watching wrestling.